Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. And today I'm going to be talking about something that has developed over time for me, something that is very special to me and something that serves me so well in this season of life. And that is my evening routine. As somebody who used to be all about having a morning routine and starting your day off right, I used to live by the advice that books like The Miracle Morning and Eat That Frog gave. I just after becoming a mom, I just struggled so much with a morning routine and it felt so forced. It felt so interrupted. It felt so rushed because my kids are early birds and I really wish I could change that fact, but that is just some, one of those things like you, I can't control it. Like I have tried and tried and tried. My kids have never really slept in and Hey, I'm just going to work with what's best for me in this season. And so, well, if you are in a morning routine and I see it all over social media where women are waking up at like 4 a.m. to get a start on the day and that may serve you, that may not serve you, but I have really found so much satisfaction and energy and life giving in my nighttime evening routine that I wanted to bring it here on the podcast. I talked about it a little bit in the episode about a day in my life as a work from home mom, but I knew if I would have gone on the tangent of what my nighttime routine entailed, I would have gone way off the handle and it would have been such a long episode because I am so passionate about this. I know it's really dramatic to be like, oh, this changed my life, but really this has impacted me in so many ways for the positive. What do I do for my nighttime routine? Let's roll into today's episode. When does my nighttime routine start? It really starts once I know the kids are tucked in bed, they're snoozing, they're sleeping, and I'm really not likely going to be interrupted, which this is exactly why I started leaning into an evening routine instead of a morning routine because I really didn't know when my kids were going to wake up. I talked about in my day in the life that my kids have these red light, green light clocks, and while they turn green at a certain time, they're supposed to red, stay in bed, green, like let's get up and go. Sometimes they creep in and out of their rooms in the morning and if they see that mom has the lights on in the living room or the workout room, they come and find me. So my morning routine would always feel so rushed. I started leaning into a nighttime routine and technically I feel like my nighttime routine starts when my kids are in bed and they're snoozing. So we have our kids in bed around 7.30, maybe a little later for my oldest if if he has had an activity, but my husband and I have kind of had this truce where I am the morning person and people ask me this all the time, like where and why are you the, where's your husband and why are you the only one who is getting up with your kids in the morning? I am not a night owl and I have said this time and time again to him and it is 100% true that when the day comes that our kids start sleeping in and staying up later, I will be pulling the card of, I am not a night owl. You stay up until the kids get home. You get them into bed and help them with homework in the evenings because my brain does not work in the evenings and I go to sleep. So this is starting to happen because my oldest is going to activities and that activities is later in the evening. My husband goes and picks him up from those activities. He's the one who kind of gets them a post-activity food, get him ready for bed, read his books. 
and I've already had our youngest in bed for a while at this point. So that's that's kind of my preface there on all that because that's my main comment of like why doesn't your husband help in the morning and I have a very involved significant other but just like I cannot force my brain to function from like past 8 p.m to 10 p.m and I even have a hard time staying up until 11 he has a hard time functioning at like 5 a.m whereas I kind of have that early bird energy anyways Nighttime routine starts around 8 o'clock. While we put our kids to bed around 7.30, sometimes they like to test and see what mom and dad are up to. And we, I want a drink. I got to go potty. My socks are too hot or whatever it is. I'm going to and from their rooms, putting them back to bed from 7.30 to 8. Usually around 8 o'clock, they're done. They're dusted. They're snoozing. And so I will start my night routine. And it does kind of kick off by my phone having do not disturb on. So I've created the setting on my phone of do not disturb. I have the settings of if this number calls, this number calls, or this number calls, it'll come through. But everything else is on do not disturb. And that really brings peace to my nighttime routine because I'm not getting distracted by notifications. I'm not seeing them. If I happen to look at my phone screen, it says it's in bedtime mode. So I don't even see any of it to get distracted. I really, in an ideal situation, I love starting my evening routine with a shower. Even if I'm just doing a body shower or shaving my legs, but I really love or just enjoying the quiet shower time, I like starting my evening routine with a shower. So I will take a shower, do my skincare, and then get in my pajamas. Since I'm in my closet, I will set out my clothes for tomorrow. Maybe that's my workout outfit. Maybe I'm going somewhere wanting to get dressed for the day in the morning. I will set out my outfit. And then I go into my treasured evening routine, which is my journaling time. And this is something that I learned from the book, The Gap and the Gain. They talked about the importance and like the impact that journaling in the evening and taking a little bit of account and accountability and then just a tiny bit of planning and purpose for the next day has a really big impact on how you feel at the end of the day and how you go to sleep at night. I started implementing this. I went and got myself a brand new notebook and this notebook sits on my bedside table. It does not move away from my bedside table and I will sit down and do my journaling. Sometimes my journaling is three minutes max. Sometimes it's longer, but I at least write down the day, the date, the three wins of the day and the three things that I'm going to do tomorrow. And then I really like to do a little journal reflection. So maybe I write down what our day was like, maybe a memory, maybe something funny that the kids said. If I want to do that extra journaling, I will add something like that. But at minimum, I write three wins of the day, three things for tomorrow, and then if that's that, then that's that. Or I will go into more of a journaling session. Sometimes I will even... Um, hear a journaling question that's prompted by somebody and I save those in my phone and I sometimes I even text it to myself and then I'll come back to that journaling question and I've had some really great journaling strategy sessions at night that have just led to feeling really 
peaceful about the day and ready for rest. That's That was the crazy thing because I feel like so many books like Miracle Morning, Eat That Frog, all these like massively huge personal development experts like emphasize a morning routine. And I did too for a long time, but then I really realized it was so out of my control. It felt so frazzled. It felt so rushed. It, it like put my body into fight or flight right away to start the day. And this ends my day with like peace and purpose and prepares me for rest. And I love that. After I finish journaling, I'll either go downstairs, talk with my husband if he's out in the garage or doing kind of his own thing. I will then read my fiction or my husband and I will watch TV together and then I'm snoozing and I'm a, I don't even know what time I technically fall asleep because I'm not looking at my phone. My phone's already on bedtime mode and this is really just the time for myself and the time to really chat and talk to my husband. I don't ever want to force that connection with my husband. So sometimes when we are waiting for like if it's that 7:30 to 8:30 time where the kids like are they going to come out of their rooms? Are they going to stay in their rooms? Are they going to need something? We're just kind of sitting either in our bedroom or the living room. We'll have a great conversation. Sometimes we just sit in silence together. Sometimes we do have a show that we watch together. Sometimes we don't and I'm reading my fiction book. Sometimes he's doing his own thing. Sometimes we have a really great connecting conversation. I don't want to try to overemphasize like oh, when the kids go to bed, we have to do this. We have to do everything together. We have to do our own separate things. It's really just kind of a blend and depends on the day. And sometimes he wants to like decompress and do his own thing. I want to decompress and do my own thing. Sometimes we want to have that um, connection and conversation together and that's a-okay. So that's kind of the different playing card of my evening routine is sometimes my husband gets more of my time and attention and I'm, you know, my shower is quick, my journaling is quick. And then sometimes it's really long, like especially if I'm in late luteal menstrual phase and I get overwhelmed and overstimulated and I will take a long shower and I will immediately crawl into bed do my journaling and get my book and I'm like if you want to come talk to me you can come find me but I am like checked out <laughs> during ovulation that's usually when I'm like miss chatty Kathy and talking about things and projects and asking questions trying to connect in conversation but if it doesn't just because I'm in ovulation if it doesn't feel right to do that then I don't you know what I mean? And then if, and likewise, if I feel really chatty in late luteal and like, I really want to watch a movie together, then I, I will communicate that and be like, Hey, can we watch a movie together? And or can we turn on the show or whatever it is? So it's really that communication piece and not being so rigid, but what really, really resets me at the end of the day is that shower. Even if it's just like, a body shower, even if I'm just like listening to the water or feeling the water rush over my skin, if it's long, if it's short, it doesn't matter. That helps me reset. Um, and then doing my skincare, putting on my pajamas and then my journaling. And sometimes, like I said, my journaling is three minutes. Sometimes it goes into a really in-depth 
practice. But this has brought me so much peace for the day. And when you are thinking about doing a nighttime routine for you, maybe, you know, like if you have kids that are teenagers and they're not getting home and you're kind of going to and from activities and you are getting home at 9.30 and you want to be in bed by 10.30, maybe you have to shorten that up and it's just seriously like set things out for the next day, shower, and do some journaling. I would just encourage you to do a few things that will help your body rest and reset and prepare for rest. And I really think like for some people, showering might give them energy and make it so you can't fall asleep. To me, it is very relaxing. But that journaling, that reflecting, that putting pen to paper in the evening really helps my mind prepare for rest. So while this routine may not work for you, I want you to think about what kind of one thing, what's one habit I can implement before bed that will help me prepare for rest and then start doing that habit start doing that one thing at a time. Maybe for you, it's skincare. And then once you've established the habit, then improve upon it. So then maybe you go, you know, at the your evening routine, you do your skincare and then you start journaling. You get into that habit. Then you do your skincare, you start journaling and you set out a few things for the next day. Maybe that's your routine, but first establish the habit and then improve upon it. The first thing that I implemented was the journal because I so badly wanted morning routines to be this like peaceful, restorative thing. And it just felt like so much pressure. It felt like so much pressure and it feels like so much pressure. So I've released that pressure. I then found the peace in it in the evening and it works for me, but that may not work for you. So I would just impose that question of what would help you feel ready to be restful in the evening and start implementing that. And then once you've established the habit, then improve upon it. What I am loving teaching and talking about in the Feminine Edge Collective in the month of March is creating rhythms and routines and habits that work for you. And a lot of time we tend to want to change everything all at once, but true change happens when you make a one degree turn and then you improve upon it and then you add a little adjustment, add a little adjustment, and then you get into that sweet spot and that rhythm and routine that's right for you. Maybe a morning routine is right for you in your season. Like if you have kids that wake up at 8 a.m. and you're up at 6, you could establish a really great morning routine and that would be what is best for you. But I want you to release the pressure of forcing something that isn't going to work with your natural rhythms and routines and season of life and all of that. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have either a morning routine or a nighttime routine, come to my Instagram DM and let me know what is that one thing that nourishes, restores you, or prepares you for rest, or rejuvenates you, the thing that gives you energy in either your morning routine or your evening routine. Come and tell me either in the Feminine Edge Collective or in my DMs. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Share this episode and um, I will talk to you next time.
Thank you so much for listening today, my friend. And if you loved this episode, before you go, can you share it with a friend or leave a rating and review? It's a small gesture that means a lot to me and helps the podcast reach even more ladies who are wanting to live in sync in a well-rounded way with their life using their cycle as their guide. If you want to see more of the day-to-day stuff in my life, come on over to my Instagram. It's just my name, Joelle Cease. I will leave anything and everything mentioned in the podcast detailed in the show notes. So don't forget to check those out. Thanks again. And I will catch you next time.